Section 113 of The Wonder Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Blaine Jushaw, Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. The Wonder Garden by Francis Jenkins Alcott. Arisishtan the Hungry. Retold from Callimachus. Once upon a time, the most lovely of all gardens on earth was the one that Ceres, the keeper of all the cornfields in the world, had planted for herself. Around it was a hedge so thick that an arrow could scarcely pass through it. Inside were tall pines, graceful elms, and many orchard trees, laden with yellow pears, red-cheeked apples, and juicy peaches. In and out among the trees glided shining brooks, while flowers of every hue grew on their banks. In the midst of all this stood a huge poplar tree, so lofty that its top touched the sky. At noontime each day the water-nymphs and the tree-dryads danced under its spreading boughs, singing sweetly, for they loved the poplar more than any other tree in the garden. Now in that part of the world there dwelt a bad, greedy man named Erishithon. One day, when Ceres was far away tending her wide cornfields, he hastened from his house with twenty servants, all giant men, armed with sharp axes. They rushed into Ceres's garden to cut down her trees. They surrounded the huge poplar and began to hack its sides, and the poplar, as it felt the blows, trembled and writhed and groaned so loudly that Ceres heard it. "'Who is cutting down my beautiful trees?' she cried in anger. And immediately she tore off her poppy wreath and, changing herself into an old woman, hurried to the garden. "'My son,' she said to Eurystheon, "'why do you fell these trees that belong to Ceres? Stay your hand, send away your men, or Lady Ceres will be angry and punish you.' "'Get out of my way, old woman!' exclaimed Eurystheon fiercely. "'Or I'll bury this great axe in your flesh.' These trees shall roof my new mansion, in which I intend to eat and drink with my friends. And as Erisishtan spoke thus, he struck a mighty blow against the poplar's shivering side. Straightway Ceres became herself. Her form towered upward so that her poppy-crowned head seemed to touch the clouds. Her eyes flashed with anger, and she brandished a lighted torch. Erisishtan's knees shook, and he drew back in terror. His servants rushed from the spot, leaving their axes behind. But Erisishthon remained trembling before Ceres. "'Wretch!' cried she. "'Get you gone! Roof with my trees, if you will, your new mansion. Well, indeed, you shall have need for it, for often shall you eat and drink therein. Now get you gone!' And she drove him from the garden. From that day on, a fierce hunger, burning and violent, seized Erisishthon. But the more he ate, the hungrier he became. Twenty cooks prepared each meal. Twelve servants poured out his wine, but still his thirst and hunger grew. He hid himself from his friends, and ate and drank day and night. He devoured ten thousand viands of every kind, and emptied a hundred flagons, and so he continued to eat until he had spent his last money for food and was forced to sell all that he had to get money to buy more. But still the raging hunger and the burning thirst consumed him, he pined and wasted away until only his skin and bones were left, and then he was forced to sit for the rest of his life at the crossroads, begging for morsels of bread. End of section 113